2: wonder what ever happened with that bowling initiative. All right, we're coming to you live for the Rocket Mortgage Studios when you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it. Rocket can. Are you sitting down? If not, sit down. Because if you were wondering who the Indianapolis Colts were going to hire as their interim head coach to replace Frank Reich, who was fired this morning, I could have given you 50 guesses before you probably would have landed on the right answer. 50? <laughs> sorry, is that low? 5,000. <laughs> Jeff Saturday is going to take over as the Colts interim head coach. And just like, what? A million questions coming off of that. He's not in the building anymore. Obviously, he was an all-time great player for them. Uh, he has no NFL coaching experience. As far as we can tell, the only coaching experience he has is at the high school level. And that's wild, They fired the offensive (laughs) coordinator last week. Frank Reich was calling the plays. So we don't know who's going to call the plays. We don't even know if Jeff Saturday had a playbook until today. How about this? He did an interview on Indianapolis radio this morning. He was taking questions about Frank Reich and like the job he's doing.
3: He must've had a great interview.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He didn't say a word. He's like, yeah, you know, it's frustrating, but you know, you just got to keep going. Like eight, I mean, did they, like, did Jim Ursay, how long has this been in the works? We we just went to the Colts website, clicked on the Jeff Saturday profile, and it takes you to an error message. I mean, <laughs> something tells me this is pretty last minute, Burlow.
3: I think part of it is Jim Ursay was in New England for the game, I believe, this weekend, and Kraft is there, and I think he measures himself against the Patriots. He was talking about that before the game. This is where the Colts stand, where the Patriots stand. Lost to his buddy Kraft. I think that was the straw that broke the camel's back. He's a very emotional guy. You could tell just by following him on Twitter. Yeah. I think this is an emotional reaction.
2: Well, I mean, maybe he should take a look, though. You don't have Jonathan Taylor yesterday. Like, yeah. it's not like you went into this with a... It wasn't exactly equal fight.
3: Plus, it's you already traded point. away yep. Naeem
2: Hines. Like, didn't you kind of signal rebuild? You put Matt Ryan on the shelf for Sam or, uh, Sam Ellinger. Like, you've kind of signaled to the fan base, like, hey, we're turning the page here. Right?
3: Totally. But you have nothing to lose by, hire, by hiring Saturday. I could just picture him in a room and say, you know what? I love Jeff Saturday. Let's get him in the building. <laughs> See, well, why not? You have nothing to lose. You're going nowhere with an interim coach. Okay, but Nowhere.
2: But do you know, first of all, your Philadelphia Phillies just went to the Super Bowl with an interim head coach. But Rob the Thompson. World Series. At, excuse me, World Series. What yeah. did I say? Super, Super Bowl? Bowl. I mean, the World Series. That yeah. would have been something. Uh, but Rob Thompson had been a respected bench coach for. The New York Yankees, I know, for over a decade. Like, he yeah. had a, a lot of experience. I mean...
3: And he's an idiot who put in Alvarado on Saturday night. But whatever. <laughs> <Go>. <laughs> how the,
2: how By quickly way, they so far, fall.
3: So far, Oh, you should see my phone. On Saturday night, the hate toward stops. It was unbelievable. Just get rid of them. I can't believe they're <laughs> pulling uh, the starter. It was just uh, just a diatribe against this poor guy who got the 87-win Phillies <laughs> in the sixth game of the World Series. That was not enough.
2: I know. Alvarado, though, really was trash in this postseason. Uh, uh, anyway, but <laughs> just the World uh, Series.
3: And you know what? Bisaccia, Rich Bisaccia did a nice job, got the Raiders yeah. to the playoffs last year. So I think an interim coach could give you that bump. So maybe they're thinking that they really need something radical here. I'm trying to explain it. Maybe something completely different. If it works, I mean, who's next? I mean, does that mean Damian Woody's getting the call? What if Saturday goes four and three and they sneak into the playoffs or something? I got to think anyone on ESPN is trying out for a job. Wait,
2: Damian Woody's going to replace who? Belichick or Robert Sala? Did Uh, he play anywhere else? I don't know. Is every former analyst now just going to be like closing up to the owner?
3: So it's got to be the former team. Is that where you're...
2: I'm I'm thinking you're like, yeah, maybe he's... Okay, so let's hear from... We have Ian Rappaport, actually, who is trying to flesh out how Jeff Saturday got this job. And it turns out it could be because he's the info.
4: There's also the thought of owner Jim Ursay needing to know what is going on in his organization. The fact that he is very close with Jeff Saturday, the fact that Saturday clearly does not mind speaking his mind and telling Ursay what is going on inside his building. He is going to have that added advantage now of having an outsider like Saturday come in, take a look at his building, deal with the players, deal with the coaches, deal with the personnel staff and take a hard look at things and report back to Ursay and say, here's what's really going on.
2: He's hiring him to be a narc. <laughs> that, that's what's going on.
3: It's kind of like a corporate move. You know, uh, you know basically, the, the, the board got somebody in there on in the inside.
2: <laughs> Now, I, an I don't cover boss. Who's yeah, he? It's Jim Ursay. It's actually not Jeff Saturday. It's Jim, <laughs> Jim Ursay in a costume. Is that the premise of that show?
3: I don't know. Is it that hard to figure out what's going on? Does he need to bring in Saturday to figure out what's going on? Because I assume they're going to hire a new coach or bring in all new people. Anyway, This that part of it is bizarre, but kind of explains it, no?
2: Yeah, if you're like, it, you're basically brought in like uh, the bobs from office space. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's so like, what do you do here? Hey, <laughs> you're bringing in, you know, or what's one of those firms, McKinsey or whatever. They come in and they tell you where yeah. you should cut the fat in your office. You do not office. want to
3: see them walk into your office. What's no. it called?
2: McKinsey, right?
3: But yes. McKinsey. McKinney. But,
2: Ma- no, you're thinking of Xavier McKinney. Heard himself on John an C. ATV. John C. McGinley
4: is one of the bobs. I mean, maybe that's what you're thinking.
2: No, no, you guys know I'm talking the like uh, a consulting firm. Yeah.
3: The boss from Office Space has a new commercial. Uh, did I saw you, it. it. It's amazing, right? It's so good. Lumberg? Yeah. Lumberg. Uh, I think it is McKinney. Oh, no, McKinsey.
2: McKinsey, that's the name. McKinsey. Once you see McKinsey coming into your office, just like prepare because like it's going to, you're getting, everyone's yeah. getting cut. Or Elon
3: Musk. <laughs> Either of those people. <laughs> <Yeah. are laughs> Elon good. Musk.
2: I would probably run if I saw him in real life. Should, I'd, be be, like, I'd, 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 I'd He's spooky <laughs> looking to me.
3: You'd be we, like, what? Guys, <laughs> we cannot say anything about Elon Musk.
2: I know. Dude, he'll take Wait, our blue check marks away. He's I already know. going to. Are you
3: scared of Elon Musk? I can't decide whether to be <laughs> rebellious, scared, or what, what to do here.
2: It's funny. I do feels see, like he has a lot of power. You so, you think? I just, he's the richest person in, in America. I think that I've seen people like writing negative things about him on Twitter, and I'm yeah. like, are you going to get your tweets? Just
3: oh, I, I totally. told your account. Uh, yeah, but he's all about free speech, right? So you should be able to criticize him. It's not Uh, happening. I don't
2: think it works that way. (laughs) I,
3: for one, welcome our new Twitter overlord, Elon Musk.
2: (laughs) I think it's just, it's not Twitter overlord. I feel like it's just like overlord, and that's freaking me out. By the way,
3: if he wants to buy the commanders, then he's, whatever he does is fine with me.
2: Did you see the story that, uh, just speaking quickly about the commanders, about how Daniel Snyder so loathes the Washington Post that he will never sell to Jeff Bezos because he owns the Washington Post? Like, not, no one's believing that story. Not me. Bezos comes
4: in with ten billion dollars.
3: He's selling,
2: or seven is like what I saw.
3: I have heard there is a there's a war with Snyder in the post. A war. There is, but yeah. like
2: you think he's going to turn down seven billion dollars? as Dan Snyder? I mean, I know he's a seems like a very vindictive person. But who else is coming through with seven bills?
3: I think a lot of the list is. There's already a huge list to want to buy the Commanders. People can team up.
2: No, I know, but like each person's got to be vetted. Each person, like that's hard. I remember this happened with the Mets when A. Rod and J. Lo wanted to buy the team, yeah. and it was like another guy who owns Vitamin Water and another guy who owns something else. And it was like, or you can just sell it to one guy who's got all this money.
4: I mean, if the Broncos go for five billion, basically, I feel like the Commanders in D.C. on the I East think Coast he's seven billion. I feel yeah, like I feel like, like you'll, you'll see a lot of guys coming with the six, seven billion. So if you're if you're Snyder and you hate a guy, what's an extra billion? When you're you're getting six, like, if you hate a guy enough, do you hate him enough for a billion?
2: I mean, easy to say, I guess, when you already got a lot of billions, (laughs) you can, like, pull that kind of power move.
3: Yeah, I feel like the NFL's so hot right now that there'll be multiple. Seven billion, and sadly, in our country, there's a lot of people who probably have seven billion dollars. Which is ridiculous. Yeah, but I think so too. Not gonna get into that. Uh but if Elon Musk can get Snyder out which is and that's why Ursay is my hero of the year for going out. I, I think he's most responsible for pushing Snyder out.
2: I do too. I just yeah, I mean bizarre moment today with his own franchise naming Jeff Saturday, the interim head coach. But yes, Ursay is most responsible, I think, for or at least publicly, most responsible for Snyder. I but could it end up backfiring, you know? Like say Elon Musk did buy the Commanders, I mean that'd be crazy. That'd be like no, Mark Cuban no. on steroids.
3: I've seen a list of Washington potential owners. I don't think it's going to be a problem. What if he had hired a former hog of Washington? If he hired Mark Schlereth
2: <laughs> to coach the team, to coach the team, <laughs> and we
3: know how you and Mark Schlereth, your buddies fr- <laughs> now. We've, we've,
2: listen, mm,
3: frenemies, I would say.
2: Water under the bridge.
4: Mm. I think Maggie may have been proven right through all this. I think all the offensive line oh, people definitely. are. Are kind of slowly creeping back into the
3: into uh, the ivy. Proven right, Maggie was right from day one. But this that is, is why is not everyone what this got is so about. upset
2: because they knew I was right. But you know, the offensive line putting the they mirror stay together. up always hurts. It's difficult. It was that
3: line where she said they just push on each other.
2: I said, I said they just push people around. <laughs> and you know what? I'd say that about the defensive line too. I mean, <laughs> technically,
3: I mean you're not technically wrong. <laughs> if
2: I asked what your job description was, like write it down like I'm five years old. What would it be? I push people around. I'm an offensive-defensive lineman. Pretty much. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Martha is in Florida, wants to weigh in on Jeff Saturday's hiring. Hello, Martha. How are you? Hi. How are you guys doing? We're doing excellent. Right. Well, what I was thinking is that you guys have forgotten about the Rooney rule. So we did not forget about it. We talked about it in the first hour. So from what we understand about the league is that you the Rooney Rule does not come into effect when you are hiring an interim head coach, but the Colts will have to satisfy the Rooney Rule at the end of the season when they look for a permanent head coach.
3: Right, but that's
5: why if he goes through the scam of interviewing him for the permanent position and interviewing others and then choosing him after he's been there, the interim head coach, I think that the black community will be upset.
2: Listen, it's not just the black community who should be upset. It should be everyone should be upset about that because it's been atrocious. The hiring practices in the NFL, and we can go beyond the NFL as well, have been reprehensible. It's been horrible. And so if this is indeed a workaround on the Rooney Rule, which Martha, I totally understand why you would think that and others would, then it's shameful because it's like everyone, and Martha, thank you for the call. It's like the goalposts getting moved all the time for candidates of color as opposed to white candidates. It's like you, how many qualified black or Hispanic or whatever head coaches who have had resumes like Jeff Saturdays or even better would never get an opportunity like this? Like, no, it's it'd be terrible if this was a workaround.
3: Yeah, well, that's a question. Is this part of a long-term plan to have Jeff Saturday be your head coach, or is he just sort of filling a hole for for a few months? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't, don't think anyone know. knows. I'm curious to hear what Ursay says about that very topic. You know what I would watch tonight? It sounds silly because it's just a dumb simulcast, but I, I want to know what Peyton Manning says about this uh, tonight. He has his Monday Night Football yeah. uh, broadcast. He's, he knows Jeff Saturday better than anybody. He knows Jim Ursay better than yep. anybody. I think we'll get a sense... In the coming days and maybe next week. They play the Raiders, by the way. Yeah. A, t- a team that they might be able to beat. I think we'll have a better idea of where this is going. You're absolutely right, and Martha's absolutely right. It would be a work around around the Rooney rule. And who knows, maybe that's part of the reason they did this, not necessarily to work around the Rooney rule, but to ease the idea of getting Jeff Saturday in there. Because I think if he was on the open market next year, let's go ahead to say it was the offseason and they hired Jeff Saturday, they would get killed. They'd be like, Jeff Saturday, he's been at ESPN, he has no coaching experience. Maybe this is a way to get him some experience and hire him. Yeah, it's...
2: I mean, at this level, though, when you only have 32 of these jobs in the league. But so... better
3: interim than full-time. To hire him in July, or sorry, in April, would be really embarrassing. Well, Maybe interim's easier?
2: You know, I, I, I don't know. Like, But to be learning on the job, we talked about this with Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett, the coach of the Broncos, who's been in the league for like... 25 years and still can't figure anything out. It's like, should you be learning on the job when you're one of these 32 very coveted positions?
3: Right. But it's so different because Hacker came in the off season with Russell Wilson. Right. There's, of course. there's zero expectation for Jeff Saturday. They just got blown out by a mediocre Patriots team. Yep. So I, I think this is, might be the easiest way to come in.
2: I, I guess I, I wonder about whether is this the first of the candidates that goes sh- with no head coaching experience whatsoever, or no coaching experience, I would say head, no no coaching experience at a pro level or college level to go right to the sidelines. Does this now open the door for the Josh McCowns and the other people yeah, we've i have mean, heard about? Yeah. I think actually that's the only one I've ever heard about, Josh McCown. Yeah.
3: I mean, we could think of some guys who might be interested in it. I think Drew Brees would probably <laughs> take an NFL head coach. The NBA does it, right? Steve Nash did it.
2: Yeah, Steve Nash did it. Jason well, I guess Kidd he did, did a little
3: it. internship with the Warriors, but generally, yeah, it doesn't feel as crazy in the NBA. But the, you know, there's more going on with the NFL team. There's five guys on the court at the same time in the yeah, NBA. I,
2: I would say it's a little easier. To yeah, manage. I think
3: it's a little easier. But yeah, that's a great question. And you, if you think about the, all the quarterbacks that are retiring or near retirement age, Phil Rivers came up as a, a possibility somewhere, didn't he? was it he named in a coaching search, or um, was he? A I know he's search? a
2: high school coach. I, I here's the one thing about it. The the money now for these quarterbacks is so big that you don't have to do anything. I mean, I know everyone wants purpose in their life and all of that, but like, how much money has Drew Brees made in his life? (laughs) Yeah, two hundred and yeah, but he lost a lot. Remember,
3: I think he lost some money as well.
2: Oh, I didn't know about that. But like Eli Manning has made was has made more money than anyone like at the position I think up until like Mahomes signed his deal or whatever. Like, why, why get into coaching? Well, You're so set. I mean,
4: I mean, the stat that we're all missing is 1961. Norm Van Brocklin was the first and only until today coach to ever get hired with zero NFL experience. Is he won right? the MVP in 1960. In then 1961, he was coaching the Minnesota Vikings.
2: That's crazy. That was 1961.
4: Norm Van Brocklin <laughs> and Jeff Saturday. Who thought that these two guys would be connected?
2: But also, if you want, if we watched an NFL game right now from 1961, Would it look anything like what we all watched yesterday? Identical. (laughs) (laughs) Identical. (laughs) Yeah, perfect.
3: You know what's interesting, too? All that money in the broadcast booth. So say Tom Brady wanted to be a coach. He's getting $37 million a year from Fox, and he'll never win or lose any of those broadcasts. Mm. Same with Breeze tried the bar. You know, I, I, I was actually thinking Philip Rivers could probably be a college coach or a pro coach. He's coaching high school now. I mean, eventually those kids, kids are those 800 kids are going to get older. I
2: mean, yeah, but also Philip Rivers has paid, you know, for his kids and every other kid in this country probably to go to college or yeah. close to it.
3: Uh, and Aaron Rod- a guy like Aaron Rodgers, I don't think he would coach anyway, but now he's going to get $30 million to be in the booth. Yeah,
2: I can't imagine Aaron Rodgers doing either of those jobs.
3: Well, he'll definitely be in the booth. He's going to be, and he'll be amazing.
2: Uh, In the
4: booth, or like, have his own show or something.
2: Yeah, he'll
3: be like Peyton or something. Like he's going to do show, like he's the gonna Rogers, Rogers cast, be, and he's going to be better than Brady and Peyton. I guarantee.
2: I think he's going to have a podcast. If I were to guess, uh, and and the first guest is going to be Joe Rogan. No, I don't know. Um,
4: <laughs> the McAfee and Rogers show. I think K-K-J Aaron Rogers, Rogers is
2: going to talk. To, I think he's going to have an interview show podcast where he talks to people he finds interesting: authors, healers, shamans. Absolutely,
3: a hundred percent. But also, I don't know who's coming up when, but one of the networks could look at Aaron Rodgers. They, they, it, it'd be very tempting to have him in the booth. If you're going to give $37 million to Brady, who's never been interesting in his entire life, can you imagine the <laughs> most interesting quarterback, <laughs> the most content generator of any quarterback in history? Aaron Rodgers is going to say something tomorrow that is going to take over the entire news cycle. We know that. That's a fact, <laughs> right? Is there any chance that doesn't happen?
2: Um, slim. Slim chance. We will hear from Aaron Rodgers. We have some sound for him for yesterday that you have to hear. I mean, the Packers are in free fall. There's no other way to put it. It, I can't imagine how rock bottom it must feel to lose to that Lions team to lose to the Lions in general, but to lose to the a team that had one win coming into this week and whose defense was giving up over 32 points yeah. a game.
3: You lost Lil Wayne. That's how bad things got. He's he's, he's out. out. Oh yeah. He tweeted. We should have, he's a Packers fan. Yeah. We should have traded number 12 in the off season. Ooh. That's as low well, as it gets.
2: Once you've lost Low Wayne, forget it. Yeah, no, there's no coming back from that.
3: Yeah, both the combination of losing to the Lions,
2: they're losing Low <laughs> Wayne, you might as well just buy a one way ticket just on a rocket ship out of this stratosphere. Just go and live on the moon now.
3: Do you think that Aaron Rodgers opened his phone today, said Jeff Saturday hired, said, "Man, I wish the Colts would have hired me. Just get anything to get out of <laughs> anything to get out of this situation." I mean. Honestly, now that would have been a headline. If he could get out of there, if he had an out some clause that he could escape the rest of the season, don't you think he would? I think. Or if he could just wait till next year or something.
2: I, what do you do? You can't pain. just like, like, you know, like in those, like, movies like the ninja throws down like the uh, the smoke and then somehow just like disappears like somehow Aaron Rodgers has a ninja ninja clause in his uh, contract
4: put him in a closet close the door and then out comes Jordan Love's like where'd Aaron go (laughs) (laughs) it's
2: a magic trick
4: Oh
3: yeah, I mean he he should actually now we're talking about fake an injury and get Jordan Love in there what's he want with this team why does he want to be out there nothing good is happening
2: do you think Aaron Aaron Rodgers above faking an injury
3: no (laughs) (laughs) are you kidding me
2: (laughs) This is one of the most competitive and like successful people in his craft of all time. And it's just like, would he fake an ankle injury just to sit out there But also, sleep? he
3: plays football. I'm sure something hurts.
2: Oh, yeah. His thumb's been messed up the whole year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Set yeah, him just him out keep going with that. <laughs> that. Perfect. 855-212-4CBS. 855 212 We kid, but seriously, things are awful with the Packers. We will <laughs> dissect a lot of that coming up next. Plus, we have got to get to what was... The story of the weekend. LSU, baby. Unbelievable. We'll get what? to the college. Oh, it was the story of the weekend. We'll get to college because that cannot be neglected here on this Monday. 855-212-4CBS, 855 212 Maggie and off on CBS Sports Radio, CBS Sports Network, Sirius XM Channel 158, and the free Odyssey app.
3: We're back on Maggie and Perloff. This is basically all the great wins on Sunday and Saturday. We've focused on the Colts and the Packers and the Bills. Yeah. <laughs> it's a yep. day where the losers are a little bit more interesting. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of always like that on Sunday, but these are particularly fascinating losers, especially because we never saw this coming with the Packers.
2: No, not in a uh, million years. We Five not, straight.
3: We oh, might have oh. seen a, a mid-season loss by the Bills. We never saw the Colts hiring Jeff Saturday. Um,
2: no one in the NFL saw I, this coming.
3: You know who didn't even see it? Jeff Saturday. <laughs> he did an interview this morning. Did he give any inclination this was going to happen?
2: No, I would love to know, like, when did he actually find out? Like, <laughs> yeah. when did they officially ask him? Because would not would you still do your commit? I mean, I guess kudos to him. Still do your commitment on m- a Monday morning, you know, uh, interview on yeah, indie Radio.
3: I guess so. Uh, I was watching Center Live when Hannah Storm was on and she broke the news. And I've never heard a, a line delivered with more of a question mark because Jeff Saturday's with ESPN. I guess Schefter might have tweeted or something. She says, We have breaking news. The Colts hired Jeff Saturday. <laughs> He's
2: in the break room right now. Yeah. Should we just go ask I him? think
3: he probably was there. She's like, she looked so quizzical at that headline. And she was, I think she wondered, Are we getting punked here? What's going on? It's
2: like, I don't know. We all went in on that Powerball ticket. So what happened <laughs> if we win? I yeah. mean, Jeff's like, he went, he went to the store and bought it.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know who broke that first. I hope it was ESPN. I think that's a rule. When somebody actually works for your network, gets a job, you better get it. And it does happen on occasion. Yeah. Uh, Urban Meyer, I remember there was some... I think Fox was able to break that when he went to the Jags.
2: Oh, probably. They gave the to made, or something.
3: Yeah. Which also made no sense. No, anyway.
2: that didn't make any sense. This makes way less sense <laughs> yeah, than that. Right. Way <laughs> less sense. Right. Like Urban Meyer. I mean, before that one, so colossally wrong. We were like, this could be really inspired. Uh, Jeff Saturday. Uh, good luck. I hope you got your playbook <laughs> on the flight to Indy. Like when Christian McCaffrey got the uh, 49ers playbook before he left Carolina. <laughs> Uh, Will is in North Carolina. Hey, Will, how's it going?
5: Going great. Um, kind of a in the closet Packers fan. So, um,
2: <laughs> why are you but, you're in the closet? Why? Because they've lost five in a row.
3: I stay there <laughs> <right>, would <we> <laughs> the advise. cheese. I mean,
5: bury the
2: <laughs> cheesehead.
5: <laughs> no, not like that. I mean, I I would consider myself a Panthers fan too, but I mean, I don't have much going for me the past <laughs> past year or so with that. So, but I I think the uh, the wide receivers that they've drafted this year have not worked out, and I don't see it getting any better. But out of the wide receivers they drafted, the best wide receiver I think they brought in was an undrafted free agent, and that was Amari Rogers. Mm. So I, I mean, I, I don't see it getting any better this year or next year because they've tore up their draft the past few, like, two or three years. So, I mean, and – the best wide receiver they brought in, like I said, would be an undrafted free agent.
2: So, yeah, Amari they, Rodgers of better. the zero reception, zero yards, zero targets yesterday. I just don't think, Will, I don't think Aaron Rodgers trusts Amari Rodgers. But
3: Amari Rodgers was drafted. I was about to say, he, he was decent draft pick. He was a third-rounder. He, I, I I didn't think Amari Rodgers could be undrafted. Remember, he was a pretty good player, as I recall, unless I have the wrong guy. I think the yesterday, well, first of all, Lazard looked pretty good. Yeah, he good. was a third-round
2: pick. Uh, Alan Lazard is their best wide receiver by a long shot, and it's round... also the only one the Pat that Aaron Rodgers trusts.
3: Well, Dobbs got hurt, yeah, that kind of hurt. But what about what about this Toure guy? Where was he drafted? Is he out of UCLA? I like him a lot. Uh, Let's to find out a round for him. I but mean... this is not this is not an embarrassment of riches for. <laughs> oh, he's a seventh round pick, <laughs> so it's amazing. Aaron Rodgers really is throwing to journeymen. I mean, there's just no way around it. Uh, that caller's not wrong. Amari Rodgers is just as talented as anyone there. Sammy Watkins, your guy from Buffalo, doing nothing.
2: Well, I mean, but Sammy Watkins has gone down as like one of the worst draft picks that the Bills have ever had. <laughs> I mean, they traded up to get him and he was such a disappointment for them. Yeah. So, I mean, I, he he, you know, had some good years in Kansas City. Good for Sammy Watkins. No ill will, but like. That was never a positive story.
3: What um. did you think? We haven't talked about this. All those storylines about the Packers almost traded for this guy, almost traded for that guy. I loved it. Darren Wall. It was a who's who. Darren Wall. Darren Waller
2: who didn't play this week.
3: DJ Moore, uh, the Chase Claypool, that they put in draft pick offers okay. for all those guys. Yeah. I, I love this because I don't believe a word of it.
2: <laughs> well, I would just ask, like, <laughs> do what. Do we always know this much about the almost? No,
3: no, no, no. They're, right. they're communicating in the press to try to impress Aaron Rodgers or something. Or, or try, to impress, fans. try to impress Packer fans. Now, I do believe they kind of lost <laughs> The irony is that the Steelers said, well, we'll take the Bears second round pick because the Packers are a better team looks like the <laughs> Bears are a better team than the Packers, so they probably could get screwed in that Chase Claypool I deal. I know.
2: Talk about your all-time backfires. You Although know?
3: Claypool would have helped maybe. Maybe he would have made the Packers a little better.
2: He definitely would have made the Packers better. Anybody would make the <laughs> Packers better, but the, the problem is they're not one player away.
3: Yeah, so would and you trade Yesterday,
2: st- Rodgers didn't play well.
3: Would you trade a second-round pick? Should they have traded a second-round pick for Waller or DJ Moore? I'm not sure that's a no-brainer.
2: Well, Waller's had some injury stuff this year. He didn't, Again, he didn't play yesterday, so I don't know about that. Um, I think he signed
3: a big contract, He too. just signed
2: a big contract uh, like right after the Raiders were giving out money to everybody this offseason. I've never seen, because it's literally never happened, but it is shocking to watch Aaron Rodgers throw those picks in the red zone. I mean, Rodgers has gone... Years without throwing multiple picks in the red zone, and then to do it three times yesterday and two in the two in the end zone, three in the red zone. Well, shocking.
3: Each one has its own bizarre set of circumstances. Why
2: are you throwing to David Bakhtiari?
3: Okay, that was a that was a beautiful play. So the whole thing was screwed up because Lazard got into the end zone and the yeah. official that was a touchdown. Then the officials put it at the one and a half yard line. I didn't understand.
2: Well, his knee was down.
3: If you look at it, it was so close the ball. Know, the tip. I know. But they definitely did not put it at the one-inch yard line. It was there. Why did they just sneak in Rodgers on first, second, third? All they had to do was run a sneak, and they would score a touchdown. But Bakhtiari was wide open. How did Aaron Rodgers underthrow him by nine yards?
2: My question is, your season is just been absolute trash. Why are you trying these funky Trick plays because who your receivers? Offensive linemen like trying to get cute against the Lions
3: because your receivers stink, and that actually was a good play. I don't know why Aaron Rodgers was backtracking. There was no reason he threw that ball short. There's about five throws where Rodgers made where he had a guy wide open and he just threw it nine yards in front of him.
2: I know. I know the third one got tipped. I know. I understand. Well, one hit
3: a lion in the helmet.
2: Yeah, the first one. The first, in The yeah. back of the helmet. It's like, <laughs> or, and it hit Bakhtiar. I mean, it was just How about the last
3: play of the game when the receiver cut in and Aaron Rodgers threw it out?
2: Yeah. That that's, happened 100, that's happened a hundred times this season.
3: I think a, I think a lot of this, Rodgers missed some open guys yesterday. I mean, was it wasn't all his fault. He made some nice plays as well. But it's it's a combo platter. It's no longer, you can't say it's the people around Aaron Rodgers. Now, maybe all that lack of talent has gotten to Aaron Rodgers, but he is definitely a big part to blame.
2: Absolutely. He said yesterday he played, I can't say it because it's a curse word, but he played like, you know what?
3: Yep. yep. Of course,
2: you know what? So he's owning it a little bit, but it's almost like it's just a little too late now for everybody, I think. I mean, not too late maybe to make the playoffs, but what's going to change
3: here? No, I think... You be- can't
2: beat the Lions. Who can you beat?
3: Well, the schedule gets hard. So this season's done. But I think now you focus on next year. Are you going to trade those draft picks for receivers next year? That's... The off season's a big deal here.
2: Okay, so I think two questions coming out of this loss. Number one is Aaron Rodgers going to check out, like, mentally. This is something you and I talked about on Friday. Like, no way they can lose to the Lions. This is not going to happen, you know, People were taking a lot of positives because they only lost to the Bills by ten uh, on Sunday oh. night the week before, and now they go ahead and lose to the Lions, and it's awful. So we, you had said you thought that Rogers was going to mentally check out. Do we think that's going to happen? And two, yes,
3: I think he already has. But yes, really, I mean, do you, he was definitely so discouraged that his play. They, they were moving the ball pretty well in the first half. Yeah. They just failed the, in the that red That first side.
2: drive was beautiful yeah, everything until was the looking interception. interception.
3: Everything was looking good. The yeah. first drive, the, the drive we were mentioned where Lazard got to the inch yard line, everything was looking well, and then I think he's getting down on himself. Now, the funny thing is their next two games, they host the Cowboys and they host the Titans, two really good teams. Yeah. Don't you feel like in Green Bay that they're going to accidentally win a game they shouldn't? At some point, aren't they just a little dangerous at home?
2: I mean, I don't think so. I, I don't know. I mean, be, beyond any team being dangerous but, at home, the Jets are dangerous at home. I don't know. Actually, they aren't. They just, this was their first home win <laughs> the, the, in, of the year was the Bills yesterday, but I digress. Um, but think of a
3: Malik Willis Titans team going to Lambeau. That that could be a close game. I mean, it's a Thursday night.
2: Malik Willis, they throws the ball four times a game.
3: I don't know. A short week Thursday night in Green Bay. I think all rules go out the window in that situation. You would normally favor the home team in a situation like that, especially against a rookie quarterback who's throwing the ball six times a game. <laughs> yeah.
2: Is it even six? Did he get to six yesterday?
3: Uh, actually, he was... I don't want to say this because I'm a bit. I think he was about six for 16 or something. It was not good.
2: <laughs> I, how the Titans win games and were in this game yesterday, I mean, no. hats off to the defense.
3: And didn't Mahomes throw for 400 yards and they he only scored does. 20 points? It's bizarre.
2: Mahomes, like... Had to take it on himself. Did you guys realize that not only is Tyreek Hill on pace to have his best receiving year ever in terms of yardage, Mahomes is also on pace to have his his biggest season? (laughs) Like, this is the one weird thing about that trade. We could say, like, the Titans are worse off without A.J. Brown. Clearly, the Packers are worse off without Devontae Adams. Uh, I mean... But
3: the Raiders are worse with Devontae Adams. <laughs> That's
2: a weird one I can't figure <laughs> out. But yet Tyree Kill gets straight away from the Chiefs and he's having a great year and Mahomes so is having a great it's year. It's perfect
3: symmetry. Yeah. Both in the Chiefs deal, both sides are winning. In the Raiders Packers deal, both sides They're are losing, losing. terribly.
2: <laughs> Imagine that. Look so what it all always, works it's Sorry, even Steven. Stu. What's that uh, what's it's that line even, from
3: Seinfeld where it always works out for that guy?
2: Yeah, it's even Steven.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jerry. Jerry. It always works out fine. It's always 50 50. (laughs) That's kind of (laughs) where that's the universe. Yeah. Uh, I remember I famously said that the chiefs aren't going to miss Tyreek Hill proved out to be true. And I said the Packers are not going to miss Devontae Adams. My worst take ever. So there you go. Even (laughs) Steven. Maybe you're even Steven now. Even Steven. Take
2: up the mantle. I
3: I would take even Steven. (laughs) If you'll give it to me.
2: (laughs) 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Okay, coming up next, we will get to college. Because Perloff and I do not agree on what was the biggest game of the weekend. We can't even agree on what was the biggest game and who had the biggest win of the weekend. So we'll get to that in just a moment. Time for a CBS Sports Update. Here's Marco Belletti.
3: This portion of the program is sponsored by Prevagen. Prevagen is the most recommended memory support brand by pharmacists. One of the most memorable Ravens and Saints matchups, and there are not a ton of them, came in 2018. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Stu, you had had to search for this one, I did dig a little for this one, yeah. Baltimore, listen to this narrative unfold. Baltimore led 17-7 going into the fourth quarter, but Drew Brees led New Orleans to 17 straight points, trailing 24-17 with 24 seconds left. Joe Flacco threw a 14-yard touchdown pass to John Brown, but Justin Tucker missed a game-tying extra points, too. What? is this correct? This is correct, I yes. do remember that. Now, this, why does it feel like Drew Brees and Joe Flacco? I mean, I need Prevagen. That feels like it was 40 years ago when those two quarterbacks <laughs> um, were battling each other. Joe
2: Flacco is on a roster right now. No, he
3: played this season. I know. I know, <laughs> I know. but doesn't he that feel... for the
2: Jets when uh, Zach Wilson got hurt.
3: And there was a time not so long ago when Drew Brees playing Joe Flacco was two elite quarterbacks squaring off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Baltimore leads the all time series between the two sides, five to two. So that is not a <laughs> lot of battles. Now tonight is a funny one. I am feeling really good about where the saints are. I think they're third overall in offense. Andy Dalton's churning up yards. Yep, Michael guy. Thomas is not playing of course, but we all know that <laughs> Andy Dalton is cursed in prime time. It's a story of his entire career. He cannot play at night. Neither can Kirk cousins, but Andy is even more pronounced. So everything says... It's like he's like,
2: what, like 1 in 26 or something? Like, it's really really bad. bad.
3: It's really... It's bad. All the numbers are bad. I don't have them handy, thank God.
2: Have you ever asked him, like, do you need to take a nap, maybe?
3: I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> I have no idea. And maybe this is what... No, you don't want to talk about it because you don't want to put it in his head even more.
2: I mean, but, I think it's in there. <laughs> but I mean,
3: everything. Just
2: going to go out on a limb when you're like 1-26 in prime time, I think it's in your head. Maybe <laughs> he needs good. like a cup of coffee or something. Yeah. We could just fix this pretty easily. Maybe but, daylight savings time, <laughs> it's been murder since the clocks went back.
3: This is a great opportunity, though, because the Ravens don't have Mark Andrews. In other words, they have no passing
2: offense. Or Bateman. Well, I know.
3: <laughs> they, honestly, without Andrews, who is Lamar Jackson going to throw the football to? I
2: don't know. You took one of your picks from Friday. Yeah. You're two and zero right now, but your last pick is Saints minus or is uh, Ravens minus two and a half.
3: I'm going to stick with it. Okay, but it came down to one and a half.
2: Oh, did it come? Down? It came
3: down to one and a half okay. without Andrews. I'm going to stick with it because I feel like something funny always happens when the Saints. But can't you just picture something weird happening in the Saints? Andy's going to throw a pass. It's going to hit someone in the helmet. It's going to bounce up in the air.
2: All of a sudden, Jeff Saturday's there. He's going to catch it. It's like, whoa, Jeff Saturday. I thought you were the new head coach of the Indianapolis Colts.
3: I definitely don't like Roquan Smith uh, being a Raven this week. Why does Roquan Smith have to come That guy is not fair. (laughs) Did he just beat up Andy earlier this year? I feel like I don't know. He's, he's a quarterback ruiner. So this is all setting up to be
2: bad. I, I was just thinking about it. So it's Monday night football, which is ESPN. Jeff Saturday was working for ESPN. Does he like owe them an interview tonight? He, He's the story of the day.
3: Well, he's not going on the Manning Cast.
2: Maybe it'll be like a last minute edition.
3: Well, I mean, you they only put up their their guest list at two o'clock. So No, uh,
2: I know, but like there's they only have three yeah. guests. There's room for another one. Um, okay, so we gotta you and I just don't agree weirdly on college football from the weekend. Yeah. If you ask us who had the biggest win of the weekend, yes. To me, it is by far LSU and Brian Kelly. Why? By far, because you may have delivered the knockout blow to Nick Saban and Alabama on the college football playoff. It's possible yes. this is not looking very good here for Alabama with two losses. And you came into a program where everyone, the first thing that everyone did was make fun of you for using a fake accent. Yeah. Then you lose in the heartbreaking fashion that you do to FSU. You have crazy special teams issues, the penalties getting blown out by Tennessee. Now look how you've turned your season around And then to beat Nick Saban in your first year in the SEC, this is a seminal moment for Brian Kelly. He's like a folk hero right now, and especially because of how they did it. You're in overtime. Alabama scores. You score next easily for one play. Daniels goes in for the score. And then to go for two, it is so gutsy because you know if he had failed in that attempt, Perloff, everyone would be killing him.
3: I don't know. I I I don't think everyone would be killing him. He kind of. I would have gone for two there too. You didn't want to make that game go any longer. Oh man! But that I is so dicey. Do you think they would have killed
2: him? Really? I do. Yeah, because it didn't work. Even like even if the process might have been right, it is such a like you're still at home. You would have gotten another opportunity. You know, like why not?
3: See, see I don't think. I don't think Eddie wrote and LSU was so down on Brian. In, in the beginning of the year when he had that fake access stuff, I think most – we had Tigers fans calling. Nobody was scared about any of that because, listen, that's how college football works. It's not like Nick Saban has any Alabama ties. He came – he was most recently in Michigan State. Yeah. It's not like Urban Myers from Florida. Yeah. I think everyone in LSU didn't really care about that as much. as We liked making fun of Brian Kelly, but I think they were always expecting this from Brian Kelly.
2: I know, but in your first year to beat Nick Saban, and oh, by the way, this yeah. is supposed to be an unbelievable Alabama team. This is supposed to be the juggernaut. Now, obviously, that's proven not to be true. But- yeah, I
3: mean, a, I look at all the other teams who almost beat Alabama, and this was pretty much the same game as the Texas game, the Texas A&M game. Here's what I think that has happened to Alabama. This is, I have a few theories on the, the downfall of Alabama. One, they they really drew it on Lucky's schedule this year. Now, all the good teams are coming... All right, they have to go on the road to face all the good teams, and all the bad teams are coming to Tuscaloosa. So they get a lot of Vanderbilt, Mississippi State. Those guys had to come to Tuscaloosa. Meanwhile, they have to go to Tennessee in a sea of orange in the game of the century, and then they go to LSU at night in the game of the century. They have such a target on their back. They draw the A-plus game of every opponent. So they have to be really, really good, and they're just not that good this year.
2: Oh, my God. Forgive me while I cry yeah. for Alabama because of their <laughs> yeah. tough schedule. Oh, my gosh. Like, what are that, well, they? Talk have, about a cop-out for. Making excuses.
3: Well, they don't have good receivers this year. And they. Have, I don't think Bill O'Brien... I think he's a significant step down from Sark and probably Lane Kiffin. So Bill O'Brien is calling a terrible game with no receivers. So basically, Bryce Young has to save them every single time out. And he almost did on Saturday night. No, he. It called, was a he, coin toss at the end.
2: He always comes up with an unbelievable play. Like, usually, you know? At Texas this year, he came up and pulled one out of his you-know-what and got them out of trouble. Almost happened again. Almost happened against Tennessee, and then almost happened again here. But he just ran out of magic.
3: I would argue that more realistically big-picture Georgia beating Tennessee means more because now Georgia – not only Georgia secured number one spot, trip to the Final Four – but they got probably their biggest challenge out of the way because Alabama's gone now. I think Alabama might be the only team that can beat them. Because remember, Alabama's losing on the road. In a neutral field, in a Final Four, that's a completely different animal. So I think Georgia is now sitting pretty. Unless unless they face Tennessee again, I, I don't know. I felt like that was the big statement win on Saturday.
2: Well, I'm not so sure. I mean... We can. We have to play this out. A lot has to happen, but I'm not so sure now that Tennessee is going to be in the college football playoff. Mm-hmm. Now they're not going to get a chance to play for the SEC title game because Georgia is going to represent the SEC East. So I think this is just it, – it's great. Tennessee's had an awesome season. Maybe yeah. they still get into the college football playoff, but I just – I will take Georgia. We, we did this on Friday yeah. where I said whoever wins this game I think is going to win the national championship. I called it the natty. You guys all made fun of me. Water under the bridge. <laughs> so – I will take that now. I will take Georgia. You can have the field, Mm. and I feel good about it.
3: Well, you should. They're a gigantic favorite to win it all now.
2: (laughs) Well, I know because I know talent. Wow, they're the defending champion. I know, but I said whoever wins that game will win the national championship. You know what
3: I'm talking about here. <laughs> you, didn't pick, you didn't pick Vanderbilt to win the title. You picked the defending champion number I'm one team, you have Georgia. The, I'm
2: letting you have the field.
3: I don't want it anymore. I want it on Georgia. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm teaming with you, Maggie. I'm sorry. You still
2: have Ohio State. You still I got don't Michigan. want them anymore.
3: I want to be with you in Georgia. Come on, let me in.
2: <laughs> no. Let's go to JJ's in California. JJ, what's happening?
5: I have to agree with you, Meg. That 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 game was so good. I mean, and he cried afterwards in the interview, too. That just capped it off right there. It was like Disney or something. You
2: know? <laughs> yes, Brian Kelly, very emotional with Holly Rowe.
5: Yeah. Hey, you know how they do the Manning cast, right, tonight? Yeah. You guys should do that. Like, I would pay to listen to you and McLovin call a game on CBS instead of listening to Tony Romo. Seriously, I would. bet I, mean, I ain't the only one either. Can we clip that and that get it
2: to the great.
3: bosses? JJ, I'd love that. I think you might be the only one, but I would love <laughs> it if you weren't. And we could do it on YouTube or we could do it somewhere else. Let's do a second screen for a Bills game. Can you imagine, <laughs> JJ, watching Maggie in a close Bills game, how entertaining that would be?
5: Face paint it. Oh yeah, oh, lovely. <laughs> uh, and, yeah. But you can you can like have everybody call in and kind of decide what game it's going to be, and you guys do it as long as it's on CBS. You guys can have the rights to do it. I mean,
2: it is interesting. Right? We would have the rights to do it if it's on CBS. Wait,
3: Why do we need anybody? Well, Could do a secondary. We can't show the you game. You just
2: can't show the game if if CBS is not on board. Then we can't show the game. If CBS is on board, we would be able to show the game.
3: Okay, okay.
2: So we gotta. JJ, it's a it's an inspired idea. I love it, man. It's gonna have to go about fifteen to twenty-five rungs up the ladder from yes. where we sit right now. And we only
3: know people about two or three rungs <laughs> up. The remaining eleven rungs remain a bit of a problem. But JJ, we'll work on it.
2: <laughs> we have to do some serious ladder climbing to get to that level. But listen,
3: Sean McManus is in my phone. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> was... He wouldn't know me if I came up and slapped him in the face. <laughs>
2: if you slapped him on the face metaphorically with this great idea.
3: Yeah. I'm not going to slap you. No. that was terrible.
2: <laughs> of course not. It's a great idea though. Yeah. Second screen Maggie and Perloff. Love it. We're going to get back to college football in just a moment. Also coming up, Leroy Butler, the hall of fame safety for the Packers will help us figure out what's going on.